It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hadit podcast here on the 10th day of December, or January uh, 2015. We sure welcome y'all on here and hope y'all had a good new year and a very Merry Christmas. So uh, uh, here today we're, uh, I'm here with my co-host, uh, Jay Basser, and uh, uh, I think we even have another caller in here, so we might get a treat today. Uh, our call-in number is 347 347- Documentary about it too. And, uh, yeah, 
Well, this report was basically uh, followed a series of complaints to the IG, I guess, the Inspector General's report. Yeah. And so they wanted to do a little more. This is reported by Aaron Glantz. He's the Center for Investigative Reporting. He's got a link to a story. But, uh said that uh, the Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Toma, Wisconsin, hand out so many narcotic pain millers that some veteran have taken to calling the place Candyland. Now, yeah, Candyland's a, yeah, that's a board game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That is not so the, so the opiate prescriptions under the Dr. Houlihan, David Houlihan, he's the hospital's chief of staff, have skyrocketed. So, uh, I guess they're calling the Candyman. Uh, now, this is in contrast to some stories we actually hear on Habit because we have a lot of folks that are in chronic pain and have pain, and uh, they're being cut off their opiates and their uh, hydrocodones and their uh, lower tabs and their Percocets or Parkyselfs or whatever they are, and uh, this guy here is handing out morphine like candy. I guess they live in the wrong part of the country, Joe. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I would think, uh we better be careful. We'll have a run on Wisconsin, won't we? Uh, everybody will be wanting to move up there. Well, we know for a fact that the, the Drug Enforcement Agency, they're all over doctors anymore, no matter if you work for private or the VA. Uh, you know, there's a, a movement out there because this country's got a major league drug problem. And uh, it's only getting worse. It's not going to get any better. They just don't throw enough resources at it. And... Uh, they're starting to cut off legalized drugs now, and they're going to go after all of them. You know, except for a couple of states, they've legalized marijuana, and that's just a stepping stone to other things once you start on it. So, but uh, it's a problem, and uh, if they hand out too much, it's a problem. And if they don't give the people who need it their medication for their therapy, that's another problem. There are and, uh, people who true. really need it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if you really need it, I don't think a person will get hooked on it. But if you don't need it and you take it, then, uh, you know, that's your own problem. And uh, eventually uh, you'll pay for it. You know, if you take and enough of it, you don't. Qu- but, but here's my question. Is it, are they handing out opiates at an alarming rate just to shut veterans up? Because That's a good question, you're like T-Bert. Opiate, you're like dozing off and drooling on yourself, you know. Yeah. You're 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 really compliant. I uh, yeah, you're probably better on the schedule. I think well, that was the genesis of it, uh, T-Bird. That's what brought it all about. Look, we uh, dope these guys up, and they're happy. Uh, no trouble. Uh, right. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, I, I think it's very much of a problem. The uh, the really polar opposites of the guys who need the pain meds can't get them to save their lives, and other guys are getting and women, men and women uh, are getting way too much. And of course, the veteran doesn't know because if the doctor says. Here, take this, and you're well, in terrible pain, you're going to go fine. And by the time you realize you're in trouble, it's too late. If you even yeah. realize, uh, because when you're on those kind of opiates, you're, you know. Yeah, that's the uh, Parkinson's yeah, and Happy Cold <laughs> We call them Parkinson's yeah. and Happy Cold in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, it's... Uh, it's called chemical restraint. It, it's another means of controlling someone. And, uh, you know, if a guy is that doped up, or a veteran, I'll say, is that doped up, they don't think clearly. And uh, how can they uh, have any possible chance of maneuvering through the claims process? Right. And I think that's probably how it all got its start. Uh, now, uh, I'm going to probably say that some of these numbers may be correct, 
But, and this is a big issue, you take a person that is terminally ill, okay, say he's uh, got lung disease or whatever, whatever's wrong with it, you know, they try to make him as comfortable as possible before they pass away without overdosing. So morphine will be a drug of choice, you know, for people that are that bad shape. And I would right. say it would be an increased right. well, amount. Cancer and that's all they right. can do for him. That's all they can do for you. So I'm going to look at this, you know. I think the reporters in the IG need to do a little better investigation and get some accurate numbers out here as far as uh, handing them out like candy because if the guy's in the hospital on his deathbed, they're not handing nothing out because the guy ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, so I think it needs a little better. uh, The writer of this article needs to do a little better job and kind of break it down a little more, but... Because this is sensationalism at its finest, in my opinion. Mm, yes, it is. So, yes, I mean, even is. though it could and be an I accurate that, story. You know, everything should be taken with a grain of salt in the world that we live in today and with the Internet. Because any, any anybody can design a well-designed article and make it look very official and have no facts to base it up. Or have right. one fact that they then spin out a story that is otherwise. Right. And the big key word here in this issue, anytime we do a, a, an object or study like this, is first thing we look at is uh, it's kind of like the VA. They look at your character or service. You know, okay, this guy's right. a good veteran, you know. Oh, this guy's got a big chicken dinner. Sorry, we'll have to put him in the, we'll dip him in the grease and get rid of him. <laughs> right. We have to look at the story, and we look at these stories, and we, you know, you kind of get an idea of where it's from, and then the author's credibility is another big issue. You know, if the guy's credible and he's done this stuff in the past, and and his stories are pretty much straight on, and yeah, you know, that's something else. So, of course, we don't know much about this guy here, and uh, but uh, it is a it isn't it is a uh, issue, I guess, on the on the veterans committee. Veteran Affairs Committee, and I guess it's in the new committee, so I guess it'll be looked at, and there'll be a bunch of questions, and they'll probably call this doctor up on the, they'll call him in front of the committee and want to know what's going on, and he'll explain to him what he's doing, you know. And, well, uh, you so know, we'll and I think in this particular case, it is not an overall VA policy. I think there's a right. bad actor, uh, and it's, and and a position that he could affect a lot of people. That's a fact. Uh, It's not always policy. Sometimes it's just a bad actor in the right position to enact bad policy. That's true. Of course, this guy's in a bad situation, you know, because his name's out there now, Mr. Houlihan, and... uh, He's the chief of staff at that hospital. That means he is the highest-ranking doctor there. He only answers to the director of the hospital. No, I'm not so sure he's the director anymore. No, he's the chief Uh, of staff. He answers to the director. He was was disciplined by the Iowa Board of Medicine in 2003 for... Uh, 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 based on this article, I don't know if it's true, based on the article, for being inappropriately engaged in a social relationship with the patient and also Mm. hiring a current or former patient and bringing the patient's medicines home with them. Oh. So there's a little bit, uh, you know, and of course this slide is... uh, the social relationship was simply a person who ran into on the street, and the patient in bed was an electrician who worked on his house as a subcontractor. But you know, when you get into that, you have to go, you know, you can't yes. mess around with yes. Yeah, there is and when the issues there. Is, right. And when the practice is psychiatry, you know, you're dealing with people that are a vulnerable population. Yes, you hit the nail on the uh, head. So I mean, it's, it's if you're going to be a doctor, folks out there, and you're going to work on patients, you got to have good morals and good standings and things like that. You don't want to be doing things like that. You know, I mean, you know, you are you're already at the top of the food chain. 
you're already making all the, you know, you're making a lot more than everybody else. And, uh, you know, well, you'll be able to live right. Uh, people who do bad things are people who do bad things. Appealing hmm? to their sense of morality or their ethics is like talking to Bernie Madoff. Yeah, because we know Bernie Madoff is... very impassioned, probably intelligent information uh, conversation with you about ethics and morality, but the whole time he's just thinking about ripping your heart out and eating it while you're still living. That is I mean, right. people, you know, I mean, there are some bad people. It isn't, you know, about you already have enough. Why would you need to steal? Some people just do that. And just yeah, some people do it. In case you folks don't know who Bernie Madoff is, Bernie Madoff was an investment dude that, uh, well, he made off with several million dollars of people's money. He's in jail now, but uh, uh, he was a pretty famous guy a few years ago. Multi-million dollars, and more yeah. money than he could ever spend, but he just kept stealing it. Yeah. Yep. They, they should have. Yeah. Well, he gets three hots in the cot now, so. Yeah, it should be good. I hope it's very cozy. Probably a colored TV, and I imagine they can give him a maid in there. He's in one of them white-collar deals, I imagine. Well, it's so hard to say. It depends on what kind of prison you went to. Because, you know, it's not like money and stuff still can't buy influence wherever you are. Now let's talk about the, what's some more news stories. What else is going on? Uh, Bob McDonald's in office, and uh, I know he talked a uh, lot of individual veterans on the on the had it that comment. There's a lot of happy folks. I mean, he's actually responded to some of their issues, and. Uh, I'm kind of surprised, of course. I mean, this has been going on since it's been in, but then I start seeing the reports about Allison Hickey doing a good job. Well, I saw that too. I was like, wow. I'm like, what? I'm sitting there. I about choked on my lunch at one day's read. <laughs> I was trying to make sure it wasn't some satirical piece. Yeah, yeah that's what I was looking at. So, but, you know, so what that tells me is that Bob has spread the word all the way down. He's trying to take it all the way down uh, the chain of command that right. business as usual is a no-go. Well, that's the problem. they got to change. You know, they got it to change the VA. They've got to change the whole structure. they got to change the mindset of the VA, and uh, that's the issue. And maybe Bob can do it. You know, well, you know, he because he'll be in for a couple more years anyways, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I've got faith in the guy. seems pretty good. At least it came from an outside entity, you know, and it's not a, not a VA-trained person, so well, he has I've a chance. Seen, I mean, I've been in the system since 91. i I never seen a veteran secretary respond in a proactive, actual, getting-things-done kind of way. Right. So, and uh, you know, so I'm a little taken aback by that. Well, I know story, several people he's responded to or had his oh, team oh. respond to. And I, uh, I think that's good. That's really good. I think it's damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And when another folks said he could possibly be watching had it, so and everything you know, next thing you know, his members start putting their own ideas on how to fix the VA. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I would be surprised if uh, Mr. McDonald has time to be looking at at it, but of course, (laughs) as anyone is, because I... Yes, he's highly welcome to come look at it. If he want to get an idea of how it is nationwide instead of, you know, different areas, since the diverse population of how it is nationwide, then they might have, you know, that'll give him a good sample. Yeah, worldwide too, but I mean nationwide is you know they should focus on the on what's going on here. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean if you're a veteran living overseas, it's that's fine, but you're 
between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I've even called. I've even called and asked him to come on the show a couple of times as a guest yeah. speaker. Yeah. Well, yes, I have. I done that right not long after he took office. Uh, mm-hmm. I was wanting to get him on as a guest speaker, but I figured he, he's wound up and all this. I didn't want to bother him too much, but I I did call his number and uh, yep. left messages. Well, so, just keep at him. Tell him we only need him for 15 minutes he can do. So. Well, yeah. Yeah, whatever we can get him, we can come. Well, well. We can get him. But you make sure that you know what, you, you know, don't ambush him. Make sure you know what. No, there's you channels you have to go through. There's there's channels yeah. you have to go through to contact him to get him to do interviews and things like that. Yeah. I'm sure they've got a press office and everything else now that you yeah. have to get a hold of. And, uh, I would have to deal with his press secretary. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like getting an actor to do something. You got to call the publicist and their agent and make appointments and right. all this other stuff. It's it's, it's not a thing. It's a process. Right, it is a process. You know, and uh, at least he can come on and talk. You know, a lot of these folks, you got to bring somebody on. You know, they're a lot of these people charge a hundred thousand bucks just to come on. You know, do things like that. Oh, speak, I want to get back to veteran stories in the news because, as uh, some of you know, uh, the new uh, version of com is up. It's still being added to, but it's up. And there's a new uh, menu item called News and Social Stream. And if right. you click on that, there'll be a nice, newspaper with all of these veteran-related stories, and sometimes non-veteran-related, but I just think that's the Yes, and happy anniversary, and, uh, Teresa. Oh, it's oh is this, this year anniversary? January 20th. Was had it, it January had it. the 20th. That's well, 10 days, guys. Yeah, we made a show on that day. Eighteen years. My God, that's about as old as I feel. Eighteen years. Oh, my goodness. It seems like just yesterday. Skip dog and flip and (laughs) no dog were talking it up. Bird's husband, Rod. Yep. That brings back some memories, doesn't it, T. Bird? Yeah. It's been an amazing ride. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I would love to know exactly how many veterans this website's helped over those eighteen years. I would uh, love to know, but we'll I never know. I would love to know that too. <laughs> yeah, I would love That's to know. Expensive. I mean, we're no. doing over a million visitors a year. Well, I'm certain the number's quite large. Uh, yeah, there's been a large. lot of veterans uh, come through here. Whether they become members or not, uh, they've utilized the site. And, and uh, that's, a few of them uh, stayed on and, and, and uh, tried to help. Uh, pay up, you know. Oh yeah, we have an incredible group of people. I mean, incredible. Yep, that is true. That is true. But um, we can look at Monday morning reports too. That's VA. Oh, you know, uh, I just added a post to the website about this new Aspire dashboard they have. Have you seen that? Uh, if no. you go to the, uh, if you go to the hadit.com, just hadit.com site, and uh, you use the search bar. Mm-hmm. And type in Aspire. It'll come up, and 
it'll give you links to uh, the expire and also the old number and some other just interesting facts at that moment. Okay. Well, it's kind of hard to put this together on the morning of the report because it's just doesn't have the doesn't have any day that we really need on here as far as understand the total scope because this number well, looks did, a lot lower. Did you click on the VBA Aspire dashboard, or did you just look at the page? Just the page. Oh no, that just explains to you what it is. You got to click on it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, then it, it, I mean, it breaks all kinds of stuff down for you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, telling that, uh, pending, pending days, pension compensation, total numbers, 156,000, 415,300 increase evaluation. Uh, what's the new claims? 47,996 claims are filed. I guess last was it the last week? And claims pending over 125 days is 26,438. That's 55% of all over 125 days claims. This is well, compensation here's, only. The thing that, here's the thing that concerns me. If you remember the congressional hearings from last year, they talked to the chief of or the former chief of psychiatry at the VA in St. Louis. And he said there's three kinds of lies. Lies, damn lies, and VA statistics. <laughs> He said that in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. So yep. now I'm all like, I look at the numbers, but I think, hmm. There's also a link on the article page to the oh, the Monday morning reports, which a lot of vets are familiar with, and they're still available. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it's they're cooking. Page. It's like they're cooking. You know, you're doing a, you're doing a published recipe. And you're putting this big pie together, right? Well, you're in control of what spices you put in that pie, right? Right. So you can cook the books any way you want. Well, you know, I I happen to work as a data and statistical analyst. That was my job in the Navy, and I worked for this maintenance officer, and we would, you know, we'd have to go to these big meetings and present all this data. And I'd be like, I can give you the same data, and I can make it look any way you want to. You want it to look like we need more manpower? You want it to look? <laughs> I said, I'm not changing the numbers. It's just the way you present it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, it's a presentation of the numbers. Right. I mean, I if you say... You know, according to reports, sixty percent of people are happy with the new uniform data, uh, and they only interviewed two people. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> I got that from my niece when she was young. Well, it gives them a chance for an easy way out too, though. People just meet them if it's only a sample of two people. It's a pretty easy way. They, the Congress gets on and tells them to get the situation fixed and uh, start uh, improving their claims backlog and uh, get the numbers down. Well, that gives them incentive to go ahead and do it. You know, they want claims off their death. They send out the, uh, well, first they send a guy, he gets an administrative colonoscopy and they gets a denial letter. Yeah. And uh, that claim goes off the Raiders' desk and goes into the a pending file until a guy writes a nod and next thing you know the nod comes out he transfers his whole claim to the appeals process and that backlog starts going up and that's it I know and then they, and then and then they move it from one regional office to another <clears throat> yeah yeah we call <laughs> we'll call that the, we'll call that the old slip shuck they slip and shuck it away because once it's in the mail, and if it's in the mail, it doesn't apply to it. It hasn't received and hasn't 
it hasn't, you know, it's left, but it hasn't arrived, so it's it's in limbo. Okay. Yeah. You know, they, there are several things that I really, really find hard to deal with with VA. One of them is, in several cases, it's like playing a game of suicide bombing. Uh, another is circular arguments, where you're having a discussion with them, and just keep circling around into this nonsense argument, like, I like to use the example of when I had to have an ambulance and the VA diverted me. And I was talking to the patient advocate because I wanted them to pay for the diversion. And she said, but we didn't refuse to serve you. And I said, you diverted my ambulance. And she said, but if you had come in, we would have assisted you. And I said, but you diverted my ambulance. And she said, but we didn't refuse to serve. And I find those kinds of things just uh, crazy making. <laughs> just crazy making. Maybe it's just me. They wouldn't send an ambulance out to you? No, I I called the nurse on duty and told her what was going on. And then if, if I call an ambulance, is the VA going to pay for it? And of course, the nurse on duty always tells me something. Well, I can't say for sure one way or the other, you know, but if you think you need to go to the hospital, then don't you just go. Then I called the ambulance, and the ambulance took me, and the VA, they called the VA and said they were bringing me, and the VA diverted my ambulance to a civilian hospital. Oh. Well, then the VA is still responsible, aren't they? Well, that was the circular argument I was having with the patient affairs advocate that they didn't refuse to treat me. I didn't present. If I had come into the ER, they would have treated me. And I said, but you diverted my ambulance. And she said, but we didn't refuse to treat you. (laughs) Well, they did too. (laughs) Right. You know, it was like just. It was like, it, it took forever to get all that paper, but it, they finally did paper. What a bunch. It was, uh, wow. It's really, really, really. really well, a, a what about trip. these, uh, what about these new cards they're sending out, T-Bird, that, uh, <laughs> You have to get pre-approved before you go to the, the, the outside doctor. Oh, uh, let's see. What did I uh, post something on the website about the new choice card? Let me find it because it says it all better than I can. No, I think I'm going to need to move that another. Uh, search bar up to the top of the page. Um, so if a person needs an ambulance, he's got to call the VA to get approval. Well, here's then, what, you know, what I did is I quoted Winston Churchill. I said, VA choice codes. However beautiful the strategy, you should occasionally look at the results. Yeah. People don't drive in a straight line. If we drove <laughs> in a straight line to the hospital, we would be arrested. The distance of 40 miles is measured in a straight line. Most people take freeways, and we prefer that they take freeways. Hardly anyone flies like a crow to the VA hospital. <coughs> oh. Thanks so that makes no sense to me. So if I have a problem, I want to ask the VA to supply me with a pilot's license and a helicopter to fly to the VA. 
Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll get our jet pass. <laughs> and, uh, and then the whole, you know, if you can't be seen in 30 days, uh, then there's, you know, and I don't even know how that's supposed to work because, you know, I know what fee basis looks like. And it was like, you know, it was more than 30 days before you could even get an answer from it. So I guess yeah. if they can't speak in 30 days, then you're supposed to call somebody or they call somebody and they try to set you up in place. But we had that one vet who said he started out just that he had to see him in seven days. Called the VA, they didn't have an appointment. Just to get out to make an appointment. Out of town, they called him back. They said, lo and behold, you have an appointment. So you come on in tomorrow. He goes in. He waits four hours or more. He sees the doctor. He's like, hey, that's a long wait for an appointment. The doctor said, oh, you didn't have an appointment. He had you down with a walker. There's still no common sense behind that, T-Bird. This happened, oh, four or five years ago. Uh, The veteran had had an issue, and he couldn't be seen by the VA. And it's serious enough, the veteran went to the emergency room. Uh And the emergency room would see the veteran and treat him like that, and they'd make an appointment for his follow-up care through his primary doctor. Well, they started uh, started changing up a little bit here. Veteran go to the emergency room, and they'd uh, if they're during during working hours, they would scoot him over to see his primary care doctor. They wouldn't see him in the emergency room. They're mm-hmm. telling veterans that it's not really an emergency, but you need to see your primary care doctor. You know, but if you go in, you know, with a migraine or, or blood pressure is too high or whatever, you know, uh, you know they they've been they're trying to get away from the emergency treatment. And there's a story on had it come out that there's a I guess it's in Oregon or somewhere that the emergency room was closed at 5 o'clock and not open on weekends. Oh, yeah. I so, did see something about that. God, I wish I would have played something. So, you know, if you uh, got one of the choice cards and the emergency room's closed, you got to go. That should suffice for treatment outside. Oh, no. I would think. If you read the card, it specifically states that it does not authorized payments or anything like that. They have an an 800 number on that card you have to call, regardless. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to get prior approval. Um, I'm fixing to try mine out, so uh, I'll find out. You should try to find out, Gerald. Well, I'm going to try it on my glasses because they told me I had to get my eyes checked. And nearest place is 100 miles for the VA. And so I'm going to call and tell them that and see if I can't get a sea basis here in Joplin. That's what I've done before on on my hearing. Matter of fact, uh, my last hearing test they gave me before my CMP there, or on that tendonitis, they done it right here in Joplin. Right. And I think that, that helped me. Yep. That's right. The goal is to get yourself treated to the best, best possible place. You don't want a French kiss a rattlesnake because your tongue will swell up and choke to death. Yeah. Well. Well, so I think the the jury is going to be out on the VHS search. And in all fairness, anytime you go on a new program, there's going to be some. I think we'll know fairly quickly how it's working because we have over 12,000 members, and some of them are going to use it. And a lot of them are going to come back and tell us how well it yeah. works for them. And, and as in many things in the VA, a lot of it's probably going to have to do with which VA Uh I think you're going to see where some of them work out great and other times they're not. Uh, it's, right. It, you're, it just depends common. on what 
Yeah, what section of, of the country you're in? Right. Now you want to know the real story behind these cards? Sure. It is a knee-jerk reaction to this Phoenix VA patient scandal. It is a throw money at the issue, print these cards up, send them to veterans, and give make veterans believe that they can get care outside the VA if they have to, if they live a certain thing away from the VA. It only was invented to appease the members of the committee that was all over them, with no action, as usual. There's no action at all. Some veterans, I guess, are getting approved to use these cards, but the majority of us won't be. Well, I have a feeling that'll be the case, John. Yeah, that's exactly that's what it what is. I, that's what yeah, I think so. it's going to be. And I got a feeling this is going to be back in front of the committee before long because veterans will start complaining about that too. Well, I would think so. Yeah, and it should be. It should, it should be, and it should be addressed. It should be. We always hope it will be. Right. So, but I would like to see in the future, I'd like to see the government save a bunch of money. I'd like to see them close most of these VA hospitals and give the veteran a card where we can go get treated anywhere he wants to. Yeah. Well, people have been saying that for years, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, well, because it's a, uh, I'd rather be treated like a person instead of a number anyway. You know, here's an interesting thing. And I've been in the VA system since 91. And uh, over the past year or so, uh, I needed to start taking my one niece with me to my doctor's appointment. And there is so much stuff that kicks her off that after so many years, I there's such small things to me I don't even notice. She gets really upset. She's like, they don't even look in your eyes. They're very disrespectful. I'm like, oh, that's small potato. It's just like, you know, they give me the right medicine. Because, <laughs> you know, you get worn down after years. You're like, yeah, right, yeah. Situation normal. Right. Snafu yeah. Central, girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you tell, you tell your family members out. It's, but let's actually go with you and do these types of things that are like, can't be that bad. And you're like, oh, yeah, not bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I guess people have to. People have to see this for themselves, and when they do, they're still in disbelief. You know, it yes, kind of, it, it's a shock. You know, they see, what the heck are you all doing to my uncle or my aunt or my dad, you know? Right. So, it's sad. Could you imagine being in a, in a veteran's old folks home? I, I just feel so sorry for those people. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Veterans Nursing Home? Yeah. Yeah, well. I think if there's one nearby, everybody ought to uh, uh, once a week stop by one and just go through and see how everything's going. Because mm-hmm. uh, I would suspect uh, well, if, if you don't they're have doing that in it. and the other... Other places, there's no telling what they're done in them places. If you don't have any well, family I, members in it, they won't let you in. I oh, you, they I, won't. I figured out how I'm going to avoid that whole nursing home What I, I'm going to do, all I, and I only need one thing to do this, and then everything will work out. I just need $300,000. $300,000 pays off everything I have, and then I'll have my monthly income so I can be in a, a decent nursing home. Now, you might be asking, 
Well, you got to come up with three hundred thousand dollars, and that's the flying me out. And I haven't figured it out yet, but I will be updating you. Well, you can ride in my hot check, T Bird. <laughs> no, not in a hot check. No, I, I, uh, I looked around my house the other day and I thought, well, that's a new worth three hundred thousand dollars. So uh, three, three hundred thousand. Yeah, that's a expensive lick, T Bird.
Yeah, we're waiting on some information from one. They they did a hearing, and I wanted to get them on and discuss. This is a pretty good case, and uh, it's going to be a pretty landmark setting case, I guess, if it works it out right. And so, yeah, it, Bob it was might. working on it real good too. He was wanting yeah. to discuss it. Um, yeah, it's something that would apply to uh, quite a few veterans there that had it, and uh, about. Uh, exposure uh, to different agents, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like his, his case is referring to Port Greeley, but uh, to an officer that was up there, or a doctor, and uh, he was wanting to discuss it. He said, he said the way it's coming together, it's going to be of good benefit to a lot of veterans. Should be. It'll be a good show for Bob. It'll be a really good show. Of course, Bob's always been a really yeah. good speaker anyway. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we'd like to try to get somebody back from Bergman Moore to come on and uh, work with us some. But uh, since Paul's left, it's been, the door's kind of been shut, so... So we might reach out and touch them next week, Gerald, see what's going on with that. Well, I might, I might just do that, offer to buy, yeah. buy the old gal a cup of coffee or something. Yeah. So, that might yeah, that's about the best deal, all the pros. Yep. <laughs> We're going to do another bachelor show this week, and uh, we're going to we're going to update the uh, veteran population of Haddad on veteran benefits as far as outside, you know, at 100% over and above, you know, what benefits are out there and discounts and things like that are available. There's been some okay. changes. Make sure they uh, refer to our state benefit forms as we have a, a yeah. topic for each state. Right. We'll we'll probably spend the first part of the show covering the federal side, and then uh, we'll jump to the states on the secondary because the federal benefits has got uh, every hundred percent PNT vet can take advantage of these, and yeah. uh, you know this is most of federal facilities and things like that. So there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of folks don't even know too. I mean it's uh, notorious Kellen and guys. They you know they RV a lot, and of course we do too. And uh, there's a lot of advantages out there for veterans. A lot of advantages out there for RV parks and things like that. So yeah. it makes a, a big difference. I mean, if you go to a campground and you spend 40 bucks a night when you can go down two miles down to military, military base and get the same hookups for five bucks a night, where would you go? Yeah. 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 See, there's a big difference. You know, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities out there for, you know, the, the disabled and retired veterans. Right. And uh, we're going to another show here pretty soon. There's supposed to have been a, uh, a little trinket in the uh, last defense budget about space available travel. You know, disabled veterans are supposed to be able to get a seat on those on those MAC flights. Yeah. Um, something happened to that. I mean, it didn't make it all the way through or something. Now they're talking about doing it again, so... I need to start writing some folks in D.C. and find out what happened to that because that's uh, that's a slap in the face. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, that, like that, that was it comes up, it disappears again. Yeah, that was a done deal. It disappeared. Yeah. And I thought that was signed into law. So, but now it's gone. I did too. I thought it passed uh, without any problem. It did, but it disappeared. They just don't want to do it, Gerald. That's the problem. Well, maybe they didn't do it, and they just don't want to make it public. <laughs> no, they didn't do it. But if it's a law, then they have to do it. So I don't understand what they're waiting on. So do we got to get the, do we have to get the courts to make a commitment this law or what? Well, I've seen some laws they won't listen to. So oh yeah. I guess this they would won't. be the first. Enforcement's the problem. They got to get it in there. Yeah. Of course, I do want to give a shout out to Chuck Hagel, defense secretary, outgoing defense secretary. He's an enlisted man. That's pretty cool having enlisted man as defense secretary. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know who the new guy is going to be, but uh, hopefully we can stand two more years of it with all the cuts and benefits, trying to close commissaries and cut their budgets and everything. So. Oh, I heard they was going to cut a bunch of, uh, close down a bunch of posts over in Europe. Yeah, they close a bunch of posts in Europe. It's all well, part of the budget. That's going to put a lot more veterans uh, out of work, and uh, uh, you know they're going to be filing claims. Some of them. Well, they're going to transfer most of the folks because you know once you get down to two people in the military and you got one or five, one in each service, uh, that's kind of sad. Because I mean, they really cut the numbers. Really cut the numbers. And uh, I don't think we have enough to handle a crisis. I d- no, I don't either at the moment. I'd like to see each state uh, reinforce their uh, National Guard. I think that's uh, because we need a, a good, each state needs a good National Guard in order to, in case we did have a crisis, we had somebody we can fall back on. Right. Here's a quote right down T-Bird's Alley. I was reading something the other day in the Military Times talking about uh, these ships are being extended out on the cruises out in the West Packs and the Med Cruises. And uh, their relief ships, the time to get on station to relieve them, these ships come back and there's such a fiasco getting parts and maintaining the ships now because of their extended deployments. And due to the mm-hmm. budget cuts, they, they have a problem, you know, getting scheduled for shipyard time and things like that, so that they're, they're, they're not able to go relieve the other ships, and the other ships have to stay longer. So our readiness is really, really, really suffering because of these idiots trying to cut the budgets like this. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and I can yeah. tell you how frustrating it is when you're it is frustrating. trying to get planes in the air, and you can't get the parts, and you got to cannibalize yeah. another bird and, you know, get it up, and then, you know, that's Yeah, so we need to and spend more money need to spend more money studying the mating habits of some stupid bird. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, our percentage of the defense in the federal budget, budget is rather low. Mm-hmm. Very low. To some of our enemies. Well, you and, you and I both, you and I both are Reagan sailors, you know what I mean, girl? Yes, I do. All right. Yes, so. I do. And and that never, you know, as a matter of fact, my nieces, too, the other yeah. day I was trying to teach her to say, don't kiss Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> Did she learn it? <laughs> yeah. Did she learn it? Uh, uh, my nieces like, cut that out. <laughs> yeah. no, we never know how good we had it. Until you realize hindsight, when you look back in the day and we're in service, how good that the military did have it under Reagan. Well, yeah. he really, I mean, when I first went in, it was loosey goosey. Yeah. And I went in in 1980. And he right. And then it just got tight. Very tight. Very tight. And I like drugs. It yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we close, uh, we got about a minute left, Gerald, but I wanted to shout out now that they're working on the uh, discharges for the folks that got, uh, uh, I guess the folks that got uh, discharged other than honorable conditions, they're going to start looking at them. And uh, these folks that got PD labeled personality disorder, they're going to start changing a bunch of these things. So there's going to be a lot more veterans available for benefits in the near future. We hope that's a fact, you know. Yeah, uh, I'll have to keep my eye on that in the news. Yeah, keep your eye on. All right, well, guys, we're out of time, Gerald. I'll well, turn it over to you, buddy. Golly, you can, uh, uh, T Bird, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, John, I'm glad you was here for sure. And folks, uh, I'll tell you what, if you got a little bit of chunk change there. Uh, uh, hit that donate button on the Hadit.com uh, website. Uh, T-Bird can use that money there, the uh, funds, to help keep keep everything afloat. Uh, 
So uh, we want to be sure that uh, uh, y'all enjoyed it, and uh, be sure to tune in again next week. Recording lab. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show.